Are you a leader in customer success, pre-sales, professional services, support? Do you work behind the scenes and roll up your sleeves to make sure that customers are happy? Renew. Then this is for you. Welcome to the GSD Podcast. Welcome to the GSD Podcast. Getting it done. Services, success, and software. We'll talk with the pros that have been in the trenches, getting service teams off the ground, launching new types of groups to service customers, or running agencies that don't have a product attached to it. For the pros, by the pros. This is the GSD Podcast, and this is your host, Jeff Kushmerick. conversation in which you were invited to be here the guest. I mean. All good. All good. I love our marketing friends. Automatic struggle with math. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she knows how to make Jeff shut up immediately is to ask math questions. You Scott Roth. Scott, you are the first person to be on this podcast twice, obviously based on being in the top numbers of the podcast. <laughs> I'm just guessing your mom is downloading this podcast every day. She has nothing else to do. And it's just consistently, I'm, I'm like, numbers just always, Scott Roth, first one, put a link in the episodes, just always hitting that number in the top, Two. And uh, <laughs> out of how many? Three? No, no. Oh, yours is pre video. So now the numbers are all skewed because some people go watch the videos. Some people watch the. I don't care about, view, you know, I'm not selling ads, so I don't care about view counts. But like, uh, you know, but you know, you look at these and you're like, wow, what about that resonated? I'm just assuming you just had all of your employees at Medallia go download the episode and everything. <laughs> You know, you, you post it out to your network and, you know, your friends go and watch and then they pick on you privately through the text messages to let you know how, how you did. I mean, that's my life is having my college roommates who know nothing about what I do just like consistently text me and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. We were talking about former coworkers and here's one right here. Oh, uh, Zoom bomb! <laughs> what a reunion this is! Holy cannoli! How did I get so lucky? Talk about setting your ratings off the charts. Your downloads for this, you're, you're going to have to get new servers. They're just going to melt. That's uh, right. They're going to melt. Spotify is contacting me as we speak here because Allie, who refuses to come on the podcast, is actually now on the podcast. So this is amazing. We dog. have one scheduled for next Friday. Oh, yeah. shoot. That's going to be a blast. I'm glad I did all the prep work on that one. <laughs> that number one, he forgot. The other one that I was supposed to be on with him, he canceled. Yeah. That's correct. I, yes. wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. And also forgot that I was supposed to be on the podcast. 
you know, we all have customers. We all have emergencies. That's that's the uh, hoof, by the way. My God, some of the comments I'm getting today on some stuff. Well, you know, the funny thing I posted, Scott, today on be, some, be, you know, CSMs that are too nice. But the funny thing is those people that are too nice are too afraid to complain. So it's it's just amazing. See, exactly. Yeah. But nobody would ever say that about any of the three of us, I believe. No, no. Number one, that we're nice. Number two, <laughs> that we would uh, not be able to comment on something. Yeah, you know, so Scott and I were originally here to talk about cabs, but I, I, I am more interested in, you know, we can talk about that too, we can split them up into two episodes, but I'm now super interested in this change that went you from being Mr. Big Shot, teams of hundreds, unlimited budget to like maybe being able to you know get some stickers made up and send your team to a meetup like uh how's how's that how's that gone from going from a huge company down to a small company yeah didn't you have like a didn't you have like an executive assistant and i mean you had like weren't you on the private jet i mean wow you were doing it all there for a while picture in front of the stock exchange Right. right, and then he decided to slum it with us in uh, the startup world. So we all start somewhere in life, and this is this is startup number three, right? You two are part of startup number one that I went to. That's how I got to meet you two cast of characters. I mean, I think you guys were on my back of the work that I did before that, but sure, absolutely. <laughs> what? Um, you guys weren't OGs. Come on now, keep going. Yeah. So, you know, and we, we grinded hard at Medallia and we built that company to what it was. And, and you know, Allie came along for the ride for a few of those years. <laughs> Only for a few though. <laughs> that was part of our springboard of success. Which yes. Is, um, Allie's a great cameo player, right? She's just comes in like, oh, it's Allie, it's Allie, yeah. right? And yeah. then Irish goodbye, poof, just gone. Irish goodbye. My specialty. I get you to I get you to a certain number in revenue, and then I'm out. You're like Bon Jovi. Never say goodbye. Just just go. Right. Away. Yeah. I just go away. Okay, you know, look at what gets you from zero to ten million doesn't get you from ten to twenty. Oh, I, I say that every day when customers Absolutely. like I need to get rid of this person. I'm like, you know, they got you here, right? Right. Right. And I have a I have a revenue specialty. Like I know a certain number threshold that I'm really good at, and then I say hand it over. That's okay. Hey, so I'm always trying to align. For me, I'm like, <laughs> it used to be 500. I, I think it was 300. And then uh, number of employees, I was like more than 300 and I'm out. But then I was like 500 maybe. But I don't know if it, is it revenue with you guys or is it number of employees because of what that then signals throughout the, the, the signals, right? Like, you know, at, if you're at 500 people, you're probably making X amount of revenue or something. Yeah, I mean, it's not a perfect ratio, but for me, oh, I tend to- Thanks for reminding me. I'm not perfect, but I appreciate that. Of your struggle with math? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she knows how to make Jeff shut up immediately is to ask math questions. Uh, yeah, I I tend to look at it more in terms of revenue. Yeah, of a particular range that I think I'm pretty good at, so. I, you, get, you get past 50 to 55 million and I'm like, okay. Oh, it's on to the next leader. Well, that 50 to 100, right, is like like the heart, like the heart. Yeah, exactly. It's like asking somebody out on the highway. It rarely happens. Right. So well, I think good. getting to 50 million is, is awfully incredibly hard too. 
Yeah. Know, you have to get it, a lot of people to trust in yeah. your brain when you have no track record that you that they should put their bets behind you, right? An unestablished company, short short time in market. Like, why should they make the investment? Like, what was the saying? No one gets fired for for buying IBM. IBM. Right? Yep. Right. So, you know, do people want to put their neck on the line for you? This new new company that's just trying it out. That's that's hard, right? The first the first 10 customers are the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I I mean, are are you are you being pulled into those sales conversations still or you think you guys have crossed that point right now? No, I mean, I I mean I, I sales is my it's my happy place. I love yeah. helping customers understand the art of the possible um and what it takes to be successful because I feel like that's where you establish the best relationship and you build all the credibility because then when it comes to fruition later on, they can be, they say, well, wow, you said it was going to happen this way. And then it does. Right. And then you're with them through the whole life cycle of the purchase and the delivery. And that builds a lot of camaraderie, a lot of advocacy. And to me, that's really important because, you know, people buy from people. We said that before on the, on the very first Kushmeric podcast. I don't have the transcript in front of me, but I, I believe it was, it was quoted. It was definitely a quoted, a quoted statement. You're on your second episode, yeah, a, your second I'm, appearance. I I'm haven't like even regular. been on one. I know. You're on number two. So, I'm, Allie, so I'm, wow. I'm big time, Allie. And, you know, so, so Scott got a free sticker from being the first person to be on his second podcast. Wow. But you're gonna, you might be the second. I don't know, this is kind of like a half, like a little cameo appearance. He's doing like, Bob. I don't know if that even counts. I believe he just told me this is a little cameo appearance, appearance and now I have to leave. No, you, like, don't, you don't have to leave. Like the signal to be like, get out, Allie. I, I'm, ha I would, I would prefer to have you stay here the whole time. Um, but we, we did have some subjects that I believe you're, you're probably love chatting about. They're not math related though. Right. The first one that came that we wanted to chat about, I actually don't have that much. Well, I've got my own perspective, but like we were going to chat about customer, customer advisory boards, who owns them and then how to make them successful. That's right. Because last Tuesday I had our first ever one at Beamer. I we heard pulled, about that. Pulled it off. Yes. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank you. Um, what a journey, right? Trying to figure out who do you invite? Um, how do you do it? You know, we, we chose to do our first one virtually to, to start mm -hmm. building the community, to figure out where we should do one in person. But we, our decision was we're going to do two a year, yep. mm -hmm. virtual, one in person. Mm -hmm. um, and then we had our participants at the virtual event. We gave three options for an in-person to vote and see where the group wanted to go, the majority. So we started to kind of see a theme show up and, and what part of the world we'll go to from an in-person perspective. And now we have to work on arranging that and logistics and all that. Yeah. Um, we brought out, we brought an external speaker in. Um, we brought the oh, commissioner nice. from the EEOC in because um, that's a topic that's very important to our customers, especially with labor laws. Yep. And artificial intelligence is a really hot topic in, in in the world but in our space it's it's very important from a recruiting perspective because just to be 100 clear we are not talking about ai or chat gbt here just like to be a no, I'm, I'm just i'm just saying that oh i, I can't customer, wait from a customer advisory board perspective one of the things that i learned was you need to bring value to the customers that are giving value back to you right so you're asking for them to help guide your company but you know the what's in it for them, and so we gave them access to an individual that 
they normally would never be able to meet or talk to. And, and now they all have. No, I love that. And so like, to me, that was like a really big win. And, and when we got our feedback back from our session, his, his section got the highest ranking from our um, customers. Like they got the most value out of his time, which was great. Cause like it was for them. That's so what Allie says really when she brings me to speak. Exactly. That's exactly what, what happens. <laughs> Your ratings are off that's, the chart. That's usually the commentary I, I hear from. Yes. Um, um, <laughs> how many people did you have, Scott? At the Yeah, I'm curious. How how large is your cab? So we had and how eight. did you go about choosing which which customers? You I just reverse sort by AAR, right? I mean, that's that's what you do. So we had eight customers attend. Mm -hmm. um, eight individual accounts um, mm -hmm. with nine participants. We had one customer that brought two people. Um, we started off with a list of 14 that we invited, assuming, you know, kind of like when you plan like a, a party of some sort, like there's going to be a decline rate because not everyone can always make it. So we need some people. And then we, what I found out was very interesting. A few of our customers, they're not allowed to be on advisory boards. Oh, no kidding. I didn't even know that was like a thing. Um, but their legal team does not allow it. So they were like, we want to be part of this. Like as a person, I want to do it. But as like an employee of this company, I cannot do it, which I, I didn't know that was a thing. So that was a, a lesson learned. So, you know, for anyone that's listening, that's going to try to stand up an advisory board. You always have to kind of over invite um, just because you need to like, you know, you want to hit like a certain number, right? I think keeping yeah. it under team was good, yeah. especially in the virtual world, because everyone was able to really talk and communicate and there wasn't you know like so many people on the zoom that you just basically zoom you know, you oh, oh so two questions very tactical logistical questions yeah. i'm curious but that's what we're all about here right so um was it you that told me you were going to like arrange and send like lunches out to people and some like gift things and stuff like that so i i talked to you when i when i so i called you jeff to say hey like when you do we need you customer advisor yeah. like, i wanted to get some brainstorming out with you and, and just I, I called a few people to kind of crowdsource some ideas um, we ended up not doing lunch because we have customers globally. So time zones, you know, it might've been breakfast for someone, maybe not lunch, maybe dinner for somebody. So we didn't do food, but we did create a customer advisory, an inaugural customer advisory board welcome gift set. And so, um, unfortunately our vendor had a little snafu and it didn't get sent out prior to the cab, but it is on its way right now. But we did end up sending a box. That's okay. I think that's fine. I think that's we said, fine. We sent chocolates and cupcakes out and uh, and mugs, so customers did get that before the actual meeting, and and they enjoyed them on the on the call. And now their official gift is is in route. So now I just I just want to apologize in advance if anybody thinks I have like a dryer with pairs of sneakers next to me. My kids just got home and they're running all over the place. So apologies on that. Secondly, did you choose to use Zoom or did you use one of these more specialty event? things like a Zuttle or I, I don't, I can't keep track of them all, but like, or did you, or are you straight up Zoom? That old school Zoom, good old fashioned Zoom. People I know how to it. use it. It's comfortable at this stage, I think, as much as it can be. I love Allie, it. What are we going to say about that? Because I, I have a counter shocking counterpoint to this, so. I was just going to say something sarcastic about the fact that I love that we refer to Zoom as old school. <laughs> Well, it's not WebEx. Because it's not. I mean, it hasn't been out that long. WebEx. But you're right. It is It is old school for this. Like, we um, call, we really got to meet like this. That was WebEx, right? Like, like yeah. So I no. still still have some people that have to use WebEx. Uh, oh, oh. 
painful. Yes, yes, I, I'll tell you guys after because she's actually she's listening to this and she's like, if you freaking tell them. Um, so, anyways, um, um, that's interesting. So, I've been talking to some people that run these and they they bring in these other platforms just because you're on Zoom all day long, staring. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. the comfort of it, but like, oh, look, it's lime green and there's a thing in the background. And I don't know. I, you know, I, I know us New Englander types, non alley or like whatever. Just bring me to the meeting. She's, from, she's from New Jersey. Oh, she always comes off as San Francisco to me, but that's good. Oh, thank you for saying it properly, Jeff, as opposed to how you always say it. But, uh, sure. Scott, how do you, how do you, if you're not going to say full San Francisco in a sentence, a very casual, Maybe around God, adult beverages. Do. How do you how do you say San Francisco to people? From San Fran. Oh, <laughs> do you know that? I mean, what else you would you say? You know that's the wrong answer. That's just so no. wrong. Scott, I'm now also sending you out some stickers from my May 17th event at Pulse, and uh, oh. that Ali will also be attending. So uh, you can meet Ali there. Anybody listening? What do I gotta do to get a vest? I want one of those vests. That, that thing is sweet. I am happy to send you out a vest as a now two-time podcaster and in the top percentage of all-time listens. So wow. public service announcement to the five people that listen to Jeff's podcast. Wow. <laughs> Please. Wow. Whenever referring to the West Coast and San Francisco, you either refer to San Francisco as the city or SF. And yes, that is a thing. It is that is when you have your blue bottle coffee in your hand and you're walking around talking yeah. about the, you know, oh, this is cherry root and single origin and that that whole conversation? Uh, yes, that is true. Yes. And, it, and yes, you can refer to SF as the city. Even though the New Yorkers will hate you. See me in San Fran. I'll be there. Look at that. SF. He'll be in SF. So, so bringing it back to important conversations. <laughs> you two are just lost in a, in a, in a windless debate. Yeah. Um, Here's to be all, entertaining, Scott. You're being way too professional for, for our taste. Remember, I'm big time, as you, as you call oh, it. Got a point. Why I want to oh. make sure we stick with the mantra. Um, just to be clear, when I did my customer advisory board, my virtual one, I only did it for two hours. Yeah. So that was the other piece. It wasn't an all day thing. And that's why we <clears throat> stuck with Zoom um, versus another platform, just because it was it was going to be quick. Um, okay. We had a break about an hour and 20 into it um, to get people a little, a little, you know, restroom break. Um, but it was it was it was a very quick thing. And that was actually part of the feedback we got was that it was almost too quick. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Scott, you felt like two hours went quickly because you, you had a guest speaker though, right? Oh, yeah. I guess speaker. I was okay. worried we weren't going to be able to fill the two hours because we never mm. know. Anymore, right. And I didn't know how the, how the customers would get along with each other. You know, we started off with customers doing self-introductions, who they are, what company they're with. And mm. I asked, I asked one question for everyone to answer. I said, what is the biggest problem you're trying to solve right now? And obviously it, it doesn't, it wasn't, the question was asked because it didn't matter if it was with our software or not. I'm trying to understand like in their role, what problem is sitting across your desk right now or where we are in this economy with the way the businesses are moving, like what were people seeing and doing? And it was interesting to hear, you know, what problems people were trying to solve because there was, it wasn't the same answer for everybody. Interesting. That took, that took 
it was good because it got conversation going. And that's what I wanted them to do is I wanted them to feel the community they were part of and start to relate to each other. People were exchanging numbers. They're like, I'm going to call you after this to, to pick your brain or I want to talk about this topic. So that was great because I want yeah. you know, community is an important thing. We learned that at Medaya. I mean, Ali, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I think that Medaya did exceptionally well is besides being a software vendor, they, they had a community and the community was probably more powerful than the software at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. That's very wow. true. Hey, Scott, let me, let me ask you a question. Would you have made the meeting longer if it was going to be in person? So the answer is yes, because the in-person one, what our plan is going to be is people will travel in the morning. We're going to meet in the afternoon. We're going to do a fun event in the evening. Then we're going to meet the next day for a half a day. Super hungover. And then people will travel back in the afternoon. Like that's going to be our proposed plan. because I think in person, it'll be more engaging and people will be more focused. So I think we can get, you know, four hours and then four hours of time, yeah. of time and looking focused. I, I just can't imagine asking for more than two hours on Zoom. I thought I would just lose people personally. So that's why we did something short. Yeah. What I'm always interested, you know, you're trying to get them to talk about the different use cases of how they use your software so they can start thinking about it. I'm wondering, and I'm curious, and, you know, Ali, I'd love to hear your perspective on this too how do you stop that from or do you stop that from turning into an airing of the grievances i actually i don't have a problem with the airing of the grievances um i know sometimes product uh people do i know sometimes that's because they don't like talking to customers well no come on let's not let's not bash our product our product people we got to show them a lot of love your product person I, I think it's actually um, okay to allow your customer to talk about their grievances, talk about their frustrations with using the product, because I think sometimes we get so, you know, we are experts in our own product and we get so used to using it, we kind of become numb to how other people think and use it. I think it's really important feedback. Um, and I, again, I know CEOs and product people struggle with that. I think it's still really important. Um, I think it's just a matter of you have to know how to steer that conversation so that your whole, you know, your whole cab meeting doesn't become yeah. that. But I think you need to allow time for that to actually happen. You know what I found is an amazing benefit, and this has happened more than once, more than one company, is that <laughs> trying to phrase this in the right way a customer came in the whole thing and then when we had the feedback type of a session this big airing of the grievances started with this particular customer and they weren't getting any sort of like i agree with you from the other people on the cab and it made that customer realize like oh wait i'm the crazy one it's i'm Absolutely. the problem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yes or my use case is so specific that i'm never going to get this addressed right, right? because it doesn't apply to anybody else. Or it's more um, like the way that we do our business, like right. our internal processes are so foobar. Exactly. Like I need to, and then they would, they've taken like, we need to really like take a look at what we're doing and how we're doing our jobs. Yeah. And sometimes like you as the vendor don't even have to engage in that discussion oh, no. because the customers themselves actually are like, well, why do you do it that way? And then, you know, they make suggestions on how to improve that business process. Yeah. Scott, I didn't want, I was going to do my jump in and just cut everybody off, but like, I just. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to contribute at all to the conversation in which you were invited to be the guest? 
you literally picked the greatest Zoom bomber ever, Jeff, to be in part of this cameo appearance. I mean, you should have seen the lead up to this because we were just um, going back and forth on Slack where I was trying to get some serious answers. And just I think there was like like it was just not lining up. So I tried to do a huddle and then she blew me off and I got the hold music and I sent that hold music to her. And then I was like, hey, I'm getting on with Scott. Like, what's your automatically available? She's like, I immediate response. Automatic response. Scott, Allie shows up. This is the, I had to beg her to come on to the pod. Well, beg, like literally beg for her to come on to the podcast a few months ago, which I then probably forgot about. (laughs) Yeah, it happens. You know, Fridays, you know, are tough, tough days, tough, tough days. Yeah. But Scott, back back to you. I really like this concept of like not even having to talk and letting the customers just drive it. Like how, if you had, is there a time like, hey, for the next hour or it's just, it's happened spontaneously and you're like, let's roll with it. So there was an agenda that we went over at the beginning. Um, the one piece that we had to be hard on time was for the commissioner of the AOC. Yeah. He was coming in and he had, you know, other things he had to do. So we had to be on time for his start and we had, a, you know, he actually stayed a couple minutes extra for us because he got engaged in some really great conversation. You know, we we power some of the largest brands in the world. And so they're very respectful of his office and the position they have. They don't want to show up on his desk, so to speak. So for them to be able to talk directly to him and ask questions was super insightful. And so and he spent the time with that, which was, was you know extremely invaluable. Um, did you ask? Um, so I did, so I will not get this question after. So I wanted to ask now. The the guest host I just love so much. I just wrote it down. Like, like, oh my God. Like, did you ask them who they wanted to be a guest host? Or did you say, hey, we were thinking of having X, would that work? Or they just kind of like the first they heard about having this guest host, this particular person was when you announced the cab. They were the cab members were informed that Commissioner Sonlinger was going to speak as part of the invitation that came out. Okay. They were okay. not given a choice in this example on, on what the topic was. We okay. we knew that artificial intelligence was super hot in our economy right now. And a lot of the legal teams of these very big companies are they're very concerned about AI and the bias it could or could not create. And so we wanted to bring value to them. We figured that would be one that would really help them. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, so that's how that one got played out. We, we have to figure out for our in-person who our, who our guest will be. And we are trying to figure that one out too now. It's our next challenge, which is good. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, hey, Jeff, I'm going to let you, I'm going to take a pause oh. so you can edit this piece out. Uh, and I'm going to say goodbye because um, I do have to get to my next meeting, but it was great to see you, Scotty Rock. Always a pleasure. I love the artwork you have now. You're so fancy. Thank you. But that's that's Arizona. That's not SF or the city, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I gotta leave that one in. Um, Bye, you guys. Great to see. You. Can't wait to talk about forecasting with you very soon. Woohoo! All right, more math. Bye, everybody. <laughs> that was totally unscripted. Yeah. yeah, that was wonderful. Yeah, I'm totally gonna do it between two ferns when I interview her. It's gonna be amazing. But. Uh... <laughs> uh. So, so back on the cab track. Yeah. Um, and we don't have this rude person inter, you know, interrupting us anymore. Um, we, <laughs> we, uh, we, we, you had chatted about, we were getting onto the impromptu conversation, whether it was best to let people just kind of riff on their own 
or whether you had sort of a schedule, this is going to be where everybody just kind of starts, you know, lobbing it back and forth. Yeah. So like I said, we had the agenda that was sent out ahead of the meeting and then we reiterated it when we started the meeting and I kind of played project manager during the call or, or MC, yep. so to speak. And I kind of worked us through the agenda, um, moving us through the topics, because one of the things we did as part of the registration was we asked our customers, we, we had a list of like six different topics. We said, you know, which two are the most important to you or most relevant? Yep. And based upon their votes, we had a, a back half of the meeting dedicated to those topics. And that really became the kind of open conversation because we opened it with a question around those topics. And then people just started bringing up their question or point of view. And, you know, one customer would say, well, we did this or we did that. And our legal team allowed this or allowed that. And then we would provide our perspective. Sometimes you would drop in, you know, capability that we could, you know, support through the platform. Yep. That was a really nice, um, just kind of group conversation for the yep. for the participants to talk about. We had a section about our roadmap and where we were going, um, which was really important. It, it was interesting because we feel that we've made our roadmap very available, but it should it taught me that it's not nearly as valuable as we think it is. Because these folks Let's get into that, valuable. yeah. Because we did we talked about this in our when we were talking about this beforehand not the prep call but like prepping for your cab call so so uh let's talk about that that roadmap because i remember it was uh it was something that wasn't available for a while right so yeah, it's always been available the question is how do customers get to it so that's it yeah we had um we had a navigation update about a month ago and in that navigation update we've now created um hot links to different parts of our our knowledge so customers can now get to our support center through yep. like one sign-on versus multiple. We're just the friction points, right? Making it easier. Right. Yep. We also now in that in that bookmarking section have our product roadmap where customers can go to. And one of the beautiful things that our product team did was they enabled the feature in the roadmap where clients can now vote for capability. Love it. It goes so, back to that other thing before where that thing that somebody's constantly asking for gets put in there and they see like one vote and they're like, wait, nobody wants the button that does right. the thing. Right, right. So now, like, you know, I have my CSM like saying to our customers, like, if that's so important to you, please go go through this channel and and show us, mark it. Like I need, like we can all, we can scream from the top of the roof how important it is for our clients, but you showing a vote here actually is so much more impactful than me screaming it. And so now we're helping our customers understand how to like either either put in links for the product roadmap or vote upvote things that help the product managers think about what they should be working on next. And you know, when you can have um product roadmap that's both innovation from the company and customer directed, and you can yep. marry two of those together, I think you bring a much better product to the market. I love it. When you went into your themes, sorry, let me rephrase that. When you started getting into your product roadmap, were you getting into specific features and like, or were you getting into general themes? Like general themes is like, we will upgrade our analytics versus we are going to have this field available yeah. first. Right. right. We, we did it at a theme level. We had okay. six themes that are on the roadmap. Yep. Um, we basically, that was what the slide was. Here are the six themes. And then we talked about like why the theme was important, you know, the, the buttons and the colors and the fields, like we didn't get into that. We talked right. about, Smart. we have these things called labs programs. Yep. And we said, hey, look at it, this is interesting to you. Let's have your industry part of our lab where you yep. actually help us co-develop this, be one of the early 
adopters of the capability will put it in your platform first. You can beta test with us, knowing it won't be perfect, obviously. We'll help us work through the bugs, defects. Yep. But then you'll you'll help us shape what becomes general available for every customer. And so, and all of our customers are open to be part of our labs program. We don't restrict it to just our customer advisory board, mm -hmm. but everybody wants to be part of the labs, right? Some customers are more, I want the mature product that's been tested and baked by somebody else. And other customers are the early adopters and I want to help figure out where to put the button and what color it print to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's yeah. great. That really helps you shape a product that's usable for the customers. Yeah, you just got to go outside the four walls of your company, right, and find out what people actually want. And those yeah. meetings are, are great. Um, so what were pre planned for success metrics? And then, like, hey, if we do this, we expect X, Y, and also, yeah, it's just always a good thing to do. But beyond that, did you say these are some expectations that we're going to have as having a cab? And not everybody does that, so I'm not going to say, but I'm yeah. curious if you put any, like, you know, tangible success metrics towards having a cab because not also not every CS team owns the cab process too, right? So yeah. So from a success metric perspective, um, we we had never this is like I said it was our very first one, so we didn't know what we didn't know, um, and that's actually how I opened up the meeting. I said, "Look, at <laughs> the first one we've ever done, so you know we're going to make mistakes. So please, you know, give pity to us, so to speak." We also like give feedback, you know, so at the end we sent out a, a obviously we sent out an MPS survey. Yep. Because we wanted to know how we did. Um, and so we figured we had a baseline, our first one to see, to understand like where we were in like the good, bad or ugly kind of metric. Um, so we, we did pretty well. Uh, I'm pretty happy with how the results played out. Um, like I said, feedback came in saying like things were felt a little bit rushed, which was great. I mean, I feel that left our customers wanting more, which is yep. always better thing than, hey, I was bored out of my mind and that wasn't a good use of my time. Um, we did ask the advisory board, like, if you are signing up for this, that we do expect you to attend both the remote and the in-person. So we did set expectations with them on what's expected of them. Yep. We did also say that, you know, as an advisor to us, we do expect to come to you individually besides in the big group to talk about um, things that are important to us and get your perspective and bring you together in subgroups uh, where appropriate. So we might do, it, you know, we determine that like going to a certain industry and talking to the team by industry is important versus the whole group, we'll do that. Got it. Um, and, and obviously, you, like I said, getting involvement in the um, product advisory board, which is more the feature function stuff mm -hmm. was an important thing, so. What are you going to change for the next one? Well, it's gonna be in person, so that'll be, a lot different. Yep. It's going to be longer. So we're going to, you know, obviously the agenda will be more robust. So we have to understand how do we fill, you know, a, a day's worth of content versus just two hours. Obviously a, a Red Sox game. Well, I would say, you know, spoiler alert for any of my customer <laughs> advisors members that listen to this and um, are, are going to be at the in-person one. Boston was not even one that was even open to voting. We didn't put Boston as an option. Oh, okay. So we will not be in, in the Massachusetts, the state of Massachusetts for our next. So shame they don't get to ride on the Odyssey around the Boston Harbor. I know. I can't put them on a duck boat and take them for a float, but uh, <laughs> all good. All good. I love our marketing friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's something that my team and I are trying to like think through, like what, what does the day to day look like? Really? Yeah. It's, it's it's kind of early in our um planning process so we haven't really thought through it all yet 
yeah. we're probably gonna pull it off in in like the December time frame is when we think we're gonna do it. Um, yeah. about six months from from now. Speaking of six months from now, if you're doing your end of the year, like just look back, not official PowerPoints or anything like that. But you know, you just go back and you look at the year. How will you look back at this event in in how it shaped sort of how you inter interacted with these customers for the second half of the year? Like, what were some good tangible benefits for having it? I think as we so our roadmap for fiscal twenty four that we're in, which our fiscal year is the retail calendar, so we have January thirty first. So yep. It's always confusing to people that the fiscal year is the last day of your year. I, yeah, unless you're on like. Of the current calendar year, I'm, I totally my nose starts bleeding. So yeah. according to Ali, yeah, your math skills, so I won't I won't <laughs> your mind too much. But um, you know, we'll start the state school. Sorry. <laughs> hey, right here, state school too, brother. Um, you know, our our fiscal twenty five planning, like we're going to use that advisory board to help us determine some of the big themes that we go after for next year. Because this year's roadmap has has been pretty pretty well defined with our themes, right? And so you know, we pressure test the back half of the year to make sure the stuff we wanted to do is, is still in alignment. But the board will help us determine the, the first half of fiscal 25, um, which will really drive, I think, value for our customers because these are some of the biggest brands in the world. And if if they're looking for these kind of things, then I would you assume, probably should never assume, but it's safe to say that other brands would benefit from their, their fortitude. So... Um, that's how I think we'll we'll be using that group of folks. And also from a reference perspective, you know, I would expect that some of our, you know, new customers that come on board will be because of referrals nice. from our advisory board. Like if yep. if our advisory board is making referrals for us and making introductions to their colleagues at other companies that don't use our platform, then that's just that's a win off the charts for me. Because that that means that they've voted with their their trust in you. Do you think you'll hold on to the ownership of the cab? I don't plan on relinquishing it, so yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. I, I, was, I was on, um, I take part in the uh, the Pavilion CCO school that I'm in this semester, and we were going over like all the roles I could possibly be in CS. And one of them, there was a whole advisory, which is typical, or advocacy, excuse me, which is typically in marketing, right? Where you've got like the case studies and the white papers and these yep. types of programs as well too. So um, that was particular top of mind for me. And like, oh, because when we chatted, I was like, yeah, usually this is like co-owned with product, but marketing kind of runs it too. So it's interesting to say like, no, you want to hold on to this and be well, the driver on it. Yeah, so I own it. Now, let's be very clear. Like this would never have been accomplished without a bunch of other teams, right? Absolutely. So my marketing team, you know, they're the ones that put together the registration website. They're the ones that put together the package and the gifts that we're giving out. They're, they're the ones that helped us with the um, email content post, pre and post. You know, yeah. they're going to help us with the facility for the next event, all these things, right? So that team is mission critical. You know, we had, we had a product present the, the roadmap to our customer advisory board. So his involvement was mission critical. Um, Trying to think, you know, obviously my customer success team was there, yeah. customers and being part of the meeting. Um, our, our, our marketing team getting us access to the external speaker, right? So getting us access to the commissioner. Oh, yeah. Be like, right. you know, I couldn't, I don't have that. I would have no idea what to do. Right. right. So, so you like, just send them a LinkedIn DM. Is that how it works? Or, yeah, kind of, kind of, right? You just, you know, 
gov.com or whatever and uh, <laughs> I'll find available but um you know like so like it took a village to pull this thing off and you know some people were not visually present to the customers that were there but they were they supported and made it happen so yeah. it's a team effort but I at the end of the day like we're in charge of the customer like anything post sale is us yep. you know we own the relationships we need to drive the advocacy we need to be there for our customers we're the ones that can ask them to come we can we're the ones that can say hey like tell us the good bad and ugly about ourselves right we want yeah. to hear that. it's how we get better yeah so would you open the numbers up for more people or does that start getting into the the user conference right like th those to me that's when you start getting the big company stuff right like the big user yeah hey, all of our companies come in and there's a whole big thing yeah gala events all that fun stuff so I, think, I think our sweet spot is probably 12 individual customers um you know maybe it's it's 14 or 15 participants but 12 different uh, customers to get representation. I think anything bigger than that, it doesn't become advisory anymore. It gets out of control. And also I want, I want our advisory board to have this exclusive community, right? It's not, it's not open to everybody. Yep. Right. That is, you know, and that's a decision that we've made and we have to feel comfortable with it. So we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but coming up with the customers to invite, that was, that was a labor of love. Like there was a yeah, lot there, of there, those can be some interesting meetings, <laughs> healthy, planning meetings. Yeah, yeah. Very healthy conversations to, <laughs> to determine, you know, who do you invite and why. Um, so back to your point of like, you know, do we rank it by ARR? Um, the answer it, 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 I mean, look at that's a way to do it. Don't get there's a way, people. but it's not the best way. Yeah, yeah. Most most segmentation is done by that, right? That's like the starting point for most client segmentation. But we looked at it um, from a couple aspects. <clears throat> um, we looked at it from how long has someone been a customer of ours, right? Because obviously, if you've been with us for a long period of time, you're getting value from the platform. Yep. So you're, you know, and you've and you've seen us grow up as a company, and and we're, you know, we're growing up. Like we still have a lot to do. Yep. So your your perspective of how we've evolved is very important to us because it helps us shape the future. Um, Obviously, some of the companies it's based upon like their brand name because they're leaders in their industry. So, as a leader in your industry, you set the tone for how to do something. So, we want to learn from you. Like, how have you become the de facto number right. one in your space? Like, we we can learn from that. We want to learn from that. That's great. Some some of the um, selection process was around the size of the organization, right? Because a company that has you know. 50 users on a platform versus 500, like there's very different needs. Yeah. Right? Being an enterprise based platform, we need to make sure that we scale up for the larger user bases because they have different requirements and challenges. And we want to be thinking about that. So getting yeah. their perspectives. Yeah. So it was, um, it was, we had a really good mix of industry, company size, longevity with Beamery. Um, it made it, made a very inclusive group. Different. That's, yeah. That sounds great. This is this is awesome. Any any additional sort of gotchas or you know things you learned or surprises that came out of it? So one of the things that um I was concerned about, we and it was funny when Ali was on, we talked about this, right? Is like having that person that that's frustrated with the product. Yeah. So I I worked on cutting that off at the pass um, at the beginning. And I said, look at we understand we're not perfect. We understand we have a lot to improve upon. We we've, we've made some mistakes in the past. We we've, we've listened to your feedback. Here's what we've done to address that. 
this is why you're on the board is because your feedback's so important to us. Yep. And I think that defused a few of the people that could have been um, the hot smoking gun on the call because we didn't get we didn't get railroaded down that path of conversation. It was very, you know, it's like, hey, you could do this better. Mm-hmm. I'm putting it out there to call it out there, but you're doing this really well too. So it became very constructive versus deconstructive. And I had I had my head of product kind of make that acknowledgement too when he started. Because I wanted them to hear here multiple times that we know we we have a lot to improve upon. Like we're not perfect. You right. know, company kids, right? If a company gets in front of you and says they're perfect, like then how kind of growth mindset is that? Like they don't want to change anything. No, a hundred percent. Which then was leading me to this other question in my mind, which is, do you totally shake it up for customers next year, or is this thing where it's like, hey, on a year over year basis, we're seeing how we improved? Like, is it this, is it like the League of Justice where there's only these people who are allowed in? Um, or is it a rotating cast where it's like, oh, you were there last year. We're going to bring in somebody that looks like you, but is not you. Good question. So we've only done one. I get through at least one year. I, I think it's going to depend upon the customers, honestly. I, I want to make sure they're still committed to it. Like, yeah. we're not asking for a massive time commitment from them, but we are asking for time commitment. And you know, if you're a customer that is willing to commit the time and show up and give us the the effort we're asking for, then I want you to be part of the board. But if you can say, hey, you know, I'm not going to have capacity next year to do it, then, uh, then I'm probably going to ask to replace you because I need people that can be there, right? It can be all yeah. or not. Like it's, it's a two-way street. We're giving you stuff. We expect, we expect stuff back as well. It's only fair. Are you giving them a place to communicate like a Slack channel or a community thing? Call up Jay. Hey, need a community for our, our people. <laughs> Hello, Jay Nathan. We love you, brother. We love Jay you. Nathan, part of the Miranda and the Jays band. I know. I know. He's part of your rock band. I heard you guys are going to jam out. You've been practicing and everything. It's all, acoustic. it's all acoustic. It's all acoustic. But yes, Scott, um, we're going to live stream it for you, Scott. You're going to, you, we'll just send you the link out. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, we have not opened up a formal community for them yet. And that's just because I don't have a formal community. So I've been exploring opening up a community for all of being raised customers. I think it's important. Um, right now I'm, I'm doing some searching around like what it takes to truly administer a community. Yeah. Um, I have a reservation that if I don't have the right administration, it could become um you're 100 correct you're on yeah being around people just like yeah. bashing and, and i don't want that i want to not even bashing but also just like engaging the community like you know like i did something a year ago where somebody was like oh we need a place where just ps people can come in and talk on a slack channel and i fired up this thing but then i didn't do anything to keep so the conversation going and then you know people are just like you know it's like the dead workspace like nope you don't you, you don't get a tile on my slack you're gone Right. And so you need to be able to, you get out what you put in. Right. So, yeah. So like at Medallia, we had, we had an amazing community and we had this amazing team member that their job was full time to foster it. And because she spent day and night thinking about community, it's, it's off the hook. Amazing. Right. Like it helps people find jobs, customers host regional user groups, people meet together just in market because they're all medallia customers and they have like just you know meetups and it's all through this community that she fosters and so yeah. you know medallia's at a great size where they can afford to do that like i don't have the resources this goes back to how we started the conversation which is like uh budgets and money budgets. Yeah, like, budgets it, costs and money. Money. it costs money it's amazing you know yeah 
So I don't have that luxury at the moment to afford a, a headcount to do that work. And I'm, and I'm like, well, I'd rather not do it than do it poorly. So I'm just doing it right now. So, but you know, we gave everyone each other their contact information so they can reach out to each other. So it's now, I guess, we've made them available to one another to, to share. Yet it's up to them to kind of connect with each other, unless we bring them back together. I love it. Great place to end on this. You know, we like to talk about a little personal stuff on, you know, so <laughs> I was just going to ask it what you're going to do this spring or summer, but something tells me you're an allergy guy and you're about to get slammed with allergies. Is, is your car just covered with yellow when you're in the uh, I mean, well, that's the Massachusetts pollen dusting we get, but, you know, being the avid golfer that I am. Oh, there you go. You're good. Only, only rain keeps you're me just, off. You're just, in, yeah. 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 So, but, um, so when you're not on the soccer, your kids' soccer fields for four hours on the weekends, you are you are out there golfing. I'm on the golf course for more than four hours. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's what you're looking forward to this spring. The uh, so, well, spring, yeah. So school's finishing up with the kids, right? Yep. So sports are in, in full rage as you've oh, been in, right. your, in your in your years as a parent as well. So <laughs> it's off the hook, crazy busy. Yep. Um, yeah, and then we're getting ready for summer camp. So we, our kids go to summer camp. So we, I mean, this is. is right, do you do that thing where the kids are gone for the entire summer thing? This will be the first summer they're going for a seven-week overnight camp program. So we will be. Um, what is it? Empty uh, nesters for the first time. My wife and I. What are you going to do? I mean, it's crazy. You should go to the Grand Canyon or something. Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, we have a few. We have a few trips booked. We'll be on Cape Cod for a few long weekends. I love um, this. This is amazing. New Hampshire, so we'll visit them. It's wonderful. I do love that, which is like, instead of going on that one week, just doing a couple long weeks, doing travel takes it out of you. Like a couple long weekends it goes a yeah. really long way. Yeah, that's that's. You leave like on a Thursday night, you get to the place, you're there Friday, Saturday, you come back on Sunday. Um, you get two two trips, you know, so you spread it out over the summer, so you're not just gone. You get two. Uh, you gotta hit. The, yeah, you, you have to hit the bridge on a Friday night. You can't go. You can't go Saturday. Oh my god. So go Thursday night to beat the bridge shot. So it's even better. Oh, you're getting ready for a meeting. I just heard that. So Scott, hold on. Pause. One. Amazing. Thanks so much. Thanks for letting Allie join in. Um, totally off the cuff, and um, appreciate. All you know, every time you're on, I'm, you're gonna be on again too. But um, hold on, pause one quick second, and, and thanks again for for joining. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs>